0: Welcome and we are live to
1: this week's edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Yes, the Media Boat Podcast. Everyone's favorite. Yes, everyone's favorite source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that
0: order. Technically, we have to be a favorite since we have no haters.
1: Yeah, I mean, that we know of. Yes. Some, some people <laughs> might silently hate us, but hey, if we don't know. We don't see you. Uh, today is Wednesday, May the first. It is the first of May. Happy May Day to all yes. the workers out um, there!
0: It's finally here. It's got to be May. It's, it's gonna, here. It's got. It,
1: you know what? It was such a chaotic April
0: <laughs> that I didn't see anybody
1: doing the the Justin Timberlake. It's gonna be May. And, uh, I saw it today, and I was like, "Well, there it is."
0: Well, there, there, there it is. It was just so crazy last month that nobody
1: enough. had time
0: to meme. Nobody memed. Yes,
1: everybody was too busy seeing, you know, movies, but we'll get to that later. Oh, we'll get to that. So yeah, uh, it's May, it is 2019, this is episode 173.
0: Let's go with that.
1: 173 sounds right. Uh, My name is Matt, his name is Mike.
0: I'm Mike, he's Matt, we're About Podcast, and we are going to do a little special for you guys.
1: Well, I mean, not too much... Special than we usually do. Just, just know that there's a major release uh, that will be talked about in, I guess, in depth. I want to do a separate podcast, but it doesn't sound like he wants to. I
0: mean, I'll, I can do a separate podcast. <laughs> I can go in depth with breaking down everything that I've seen of I'm this. I'm just time. worried if we go really into the rabbit
1: hole, that will be thirty minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right. Which is why it's gonna be all movies. Yeah. I that's the only thing we're gonna be talking about: in movies. Yeah. I mean, we do have movie news, though. Do no, 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 we don't. I, don't. I guess not. No, no, we don't. I, I made I made sure that the only yeah. thing we we're talking about in movies Just is the, this up. movie.
1: All right, well, okay, we'll see how that conversation goes, too. You know what we're talking about, but we'll get to it in, in, a, in a second here. But to start the show, we do start with movies, but we start with The weekend Box office numbers, and yes, your number one movie is the thing we're beating around the bush around right now.
0: Yes, we're beating this dead horse. Like yes. a dead Avenger. Oof, oof. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh,
1: that's... Dude, I did not like that. Yes, number one in the world and the country this week is Avengers colon Endgame. Uh, that is your number one movie with a new record. We did the over-under last week. You won. <laughs> I, we put we it at 300. 300. We are over 350. Yeah. We're at three hundred and fifty-seven million dollars domestic in its first weekend.
0: To put that into some kind of perspective, the record, previous record, was set last year for Avengers: Infinity War at two hundred and fifty yeah. something dollars. So $7.
1: consider that one
0: hundred dollars, hundred million dollars
1: more. That's a lot of money!
0: That's like all the monies.
1: Yeah, we saw this thing last night, and there were still bunches of people at the theater.
0: Bunches of bunches of people. Still sold out
1: that showing. It's just crazy. Uh, so yeah, that was your number one movie. By the way, that hit $1.2 million, uh, one point two million billion dollars worldwide. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, first weekend. We'll, we'll get, get to, to all, all those all records. The stats in a second here.
0: But what happened to the rest of the box office?
1: The rest of them, well.
0: I mean, was there a rest of the box office?
1: <laughs> they do exist, uh, just in slower numbers than usual. Your number two movie. Thanks to the Marvel bump, was Captain Marvel uh, with another 8.3 million dollars? That thing's sitting at 413 million dollars domestically. Domestic. Yeah. Uh, that's already made a bit billion worldwide. Number three. It's a nice
0: chunk of change.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, number three, last week's number one, The Curse of La Llorona, at, uh, at number three with another eight million dollars, adding to a total of 41 million dollars. Breakthrough at number four with six million dollars. That's at twenty-six domestic and Shazam! Your soul, DC superhero and DC's top
0: five. Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah, basically. Well, not really. <laughs> well, no. I it think is. that's Superman.
0: No, no, no. It's Captain Marvel. In the comics, the Shazam was Captain Marvel Called before Captain it, Marvel. before that changed it. So yeah.
1: five point five million dollars yes. this week added to its one hundred thirty-one million dollar domestic total sounds like small potatoes compared to 357 million <laughs> in a weekend huh I a little mean,
0: different we do, we knew this was gonna happen yes. we called this was gonna happen
1: but in case you don't want to see avengers there are two movies coming out this weekend on the 3rd of may uh that you might want to check out probably not but hey worth a try first up the intruder i don't know what this is
0: I only know this thing exists because I saw a movie poster for it. It says it's supposed to come out this weekend. I don't know if it is actually going to come out this weekend. <laughs> so you guys, I've not seen a trailer for it. Yeah. It stars two, I don't know who they are, and Harrison Ford. Wait, oh. is it Harrison Ford? I think it is. Maybe. Uh, but it has the most generic tagline ever, which is, don't let him in. <laughs> the intruder, yeah. Yeah. You should not let him in.
1: Yes. But... Doesn't that name suggest that he already did it? Yeah. does it suggest that he is already in? inevitable.
0: That we'll no no he he is he <laughs> is the intruder. <laughs>
1: anyway. Never mind. Long shot. What is long shot?
0: Long shot is your comedy film starring Seth Rogen and I think Katherine Heigl. <laughs> uh, or, or, is she back in movies? I, I don't know. I, I forget who the lead blonde is. I don't know. It's not Amy Schumer, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, she's running for president, and Seth Rogen wow. is one of her uh, speechwriters. Got it. And they fall in love, but should they? Could they? It's a long shot. It is a long for shot. For the relationship.
1: Then lastly, if you want something a little more family friendly, something to take your brats to, Ugly Dolls. The movie based on
0: the ugly dolls. Based on a animated thing they made out of this.
1: But yeah, it's like I guess there were physical dolls called ugly dolls. And this yes. is a movie based on this. Think trolls, you get the idea. Apparently there's musical elements, there's a big cast that seems to be all musical talent. For example, Kelly Clarkson is involved in this Mm -hmm. thing. She has some sort of single release. Uh, Pitbull's in this thing. Pitbull's in it, yeah. It seems like they're really going hard on the the, the music angle here, similar to Trolls. Uh, So yeah, looking for a similar kind of thing there. I don't don't know
0: who who does that one, but yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Those are your new releases, uh, but chances are Avengers will...
0: Steamroll. All even over. at half. Yeah, even at half. Even half. at a 50% drop, that's still There's $150 no way. million. Yeah. Dollars. Certainly, it doesn't just completely
1: obliterate everything else again. Yeah. Just snaps its fingers. I and know. It. If you
0: haven't seen it this weekend, you have to get your ticket three weeks out to see it. <laughs> or go, like, skip work someday. Yeah, go in the middle, the, go day. the middle of the day for it.
1: Middle of the night, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, those are your new releases, so that means we go into uh, what we watched and. Do we want it to... Have, what order do we want to do this? Do we want to do the news story real quick and get that out of the way right. and then just talk about the film All or right, so, talk about the film
0: first? So we're talking about Avengers Endgame. Yes. And for movie section here, we're going to only talk about Avengers Endgame because yes. it is that big it of a film. It is the news. It is literally the news. Everything I looked up was either here's what Endgame did. Here's what Endgame's going to do. Here's what it means for Marvel. Here's what it means for Disney. Here's all the box office things it's breaking. And let's start there.
1: Yeah, might as well <laughs> rattle these off. So, first up, these are the records it broke. The largest Thursday previews. It made $60 million on Thursday alone.
0: I don't think a movie has opened up <laughs> yeah. to $60 million <laughs> since Captain Marvel. Yes, let's <laughs> see. I don't then- even think Contemporary Dragon 3 opened up to $60 million. <laughs>
1: It had the widest opening of all time, that is, number of theaters, at 4,000 to 662 theaters. It also had the largest Friday, opening day, and a single day with $156.7 million. It had the largest Saturday of all time with $109 million. The largest Sunday of all time with $84.3 million. And, of course, the largest domestic opening weekend, as we already said, $357 million. It That's is now also the fastest movie to reach one hundred million to three hundred fifty million dollars in one to three days, the largest international opening weekend at eight hundred fifty-nine million dollars worldwide, the biggest worldwide opening weekend, worldwide opening weekend, which is, I guess is different from international because that includes yeah. the domestic mm-hmm. number, which is one point two billion, the global IMAX opening record, ninety-one point five million dollars. The fastest movie to reach $1 billion of all time, three days.
0: Yeah, previous record was five days.
1: And where it sits among the pantheon, it is opened, it opens to 18, number 18 on the all-time grosses. Yeah, but that's after a
0: weekend, it was yeah, at 18.
1: Currently, as of this writing, or this recording, as
0: of like an hour ago, it
1: sits at number eight all time.
0: Uh, yes, it right just, under
1: its sequel. It's a prequel, uh, Age of Ultron.
0: It's a pre 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 prequel. Uh, yeah, Avengers: Age of Ultron is at number seven now. But so yeah, that's or I never dying easily surpass it. <laughs> yeah, um, the one that's sitting right above it at number seven is Fast Seven or Furious Seven. Okay, uh, that's but it's only above it by like. A couple million dollars. <laughs> so that five
1: day total, in case anybody's wondering, has been $427 million so far. And it, uh, that's domestic. And then worldwide, it's about $1.5 billion as of this recording. Woo! So it can only go up from there. And I'm sure they're well, yeah, making I don't think that, money. I'm
0: pretty sure it can't go down. It cannot go down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Now, okay. All right, now that we got all the numbers and all the BS out of the way.
1: Let's let this be a warning to you. I'm gonna clap, and what this means is, beware of spoilers. We're going to be talking about this film. There's no way to talk about this film without talking about everything. Oh no no. There is, but I
0: refuse to do it. I refuse to do it that way. So if
1: there, if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, please fast forward this podcast Uh, roughly half an hour. Roughly half an hour. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take.
0: Um, if you're looking on the YouTube version, just wait until the things on the side here switches over Switch to TV, over and
1: we'll be done talking about it. Yes. But yes. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry.
0: All right. All right. So let's talk about it. Okay. Let's give it all of our thoughts in this thing.
1: All right. So we saw Avengers last night, as I said. So we weren't with the Thursday night crowd. About. I was
0: busy Thursday. Yeah. We have lives. And all weekend. We have lives. You uh, know. Well, um, I have music. music. You were,
1: Yeah, you were in Indio um, um, listening to Lil Nas X. Uh, oh, that
0: song played a lot <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> and that that was, and Sheila. And
1: I was sleeping in Sheila. bed like a normal person. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did eventually see, we saw it last night. Where do we even begin with this thing? So,
0: Alright, so let's begin with uh, Infinity War.
1: It's Yeah, uh, this is the sequel to that movie. Yes. So if you saw Infinity War... As like the half the population did, clearly. Ending,
0: uh, was it wasn't a cliffhanger. It, it was an was ending, a, period. It was a cliffhanger. No.
1: It was a cliffhanger. No. Because no. it leaves you wondering, oh, are those people really dead or not? Yes. Because, yeah, you could... Thank yes, you. but that wasn't confirmed until the second movie, though. Like, <laughs> there was... The, 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 opi- the popular opinion was, was, like, oh, this is a cop-out, this is not really, they're not really dead, they're going to figure out a comic booky explanation for where they went. That was not the case. Do you know what a cliffhanger is? Yes, yes I do. When there is a <laughs> leftover question about what will happen next. That is a cliffhanger.
0: That's not what happened. Yes, that is. Anyways...
1: Is, no, it's definitely a, leaves you wondering Also, your heroes lose And you know in this kind of universe That is not how these things end Like not, they don't, These things don't These movies do not end badly These movies end on a happy note So it was a cliffhanger that way too Where it was like, okay, surely This can't be it for how this goes This is leaving This is leaving, laying the groundwork For whatever happens in the next movie
0: Okay, sure. Let's go with that framework. (laughs) Anyways. So, Avengers Infinity War happened. Thanos got all his uh, precious stones for his precious glove. Yes. And with a snap of his fingers, dusted half the universe.
1: Yeah, they
0: disappeared. Yep. And then we decide to go on an adventure with Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then an adventure with Captain Marvel, <laughs> and that brings us to Endgame, which Russo said not going to be called Endgame, no. <laughs> and then it was confirmed it was going to be Endgame. Yeah, it's Endgame. It's Endgame. Of course it is.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so we kind of meet our superheroes kind of down and out. They're, they've known that they know they've lost. They are at a loss of really what to do. They figure out where Thanos is and it's like, all right, let's, let's confront him. Um, and yeah, they find out that this was all for naught. He's destroyed the stones.
0: Okay. Uh, what are your initial thoughts going into the film? Well, initial thoughts that's going into it. Yeah. Well, I really
1: enjoyed Infinity
0: War. Yes. I thought
1: that they made Thanos an interesting villain. Uh, they gave him enough of a, like a, like of a personality to make what he's his nefarious plans matter and like make the stakes big enough. I mean, you can listen to our podcast about Infinity War that we recorded last year. We talked in depth mm-hmm. about this. But yeah, we, we praised the film for the stakes. It was the first Marvel film in a long time. Yes, yeah, delicious, delicious, delicious stakes. stakes. Uh, for, for, to, to really feel like that heroes were up against something that they could not de- defeat. And mm-hmm. that's true. And so yeah, going into this, I was like, all right, so we're going to get more of that kind of thing for the first half. But eventually they will figure out what happened to everybody and they will prevail. That was kind of how I was going into this. I was like, there's no way that this continues the dour note. I did think, okay, yeah, probably chances are some of these characters will have to be retired because this is kind of the end of, like, a decade's worth of, like, storylines. They're going to have to move on from some heroes. And I had an inkling about who those heroes might be. That inkling ended up being correct, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Like, that's kind of how I was going into this. I knew it was eventually going to... They were going to triumph over evil somehow. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen, and it was going to continue a lot of the things that we saw in Infinity War. What were your thoughts going into this?
0: I've been following this thing since 2008. right. (laughs) Since before... Well, probably 2008, be safe. uh, With the first Iron Man. Uh, And this film paid off a lot. Going into this film, it was being hyped up as the culmination of this 10-year journey of these 22 films and this path that Marvel set, that Kevin Feige set for himself way back, like 10 years, 15 years ago. (laughs) Like when he first had the idea to do all this. And I had high expectations for this film. It literally, like, coming off of Infinity War, there was, like, the bar for mine was just so high that there's no way that I can be happy, excited, and most of all satisfied with with the conclusion of this entire story arc. Yeah. And yet, here we sit, (laughs) having seen it, having. I bawled my eyes out having this film give me an aneurysm <laughs> and loving every minute of it.
1: Yeah. It's good. Let's get that out, out, out <laughs> right now. We should just say that because a lot of this is going to be like nitpicky down the road, I feel. Yeah. So we might as well say it now. It's an enjoyable, fun movie and there is a lot of payoff. If you're going into this expecting payoff, it's nothing but payoffs.
0: It is. It's the nothing... whole
1: thing is a love letter to the movies that preceded it. It's a love letter to the heroes that are starring in it. It's just... It's everything that the Marvel movies have done well in a
0: three-hour package. It's plenty of payoffs, plenty mm-hmm. of callbacks, plenty of references, yeah. plenty of nods, winks, and tilt to the hat, tilt to the hats, Yeah. to not just the films of the year yeah. of the marvel universe but to comics as well to specific comic event to specific comic yeah. characters yes. even like
1: to well-known memes about the comics like, yes it gets to a point where i was like all right come on <laughs> a few times it's like and yeah so if that's what you want this thing to be it is that movie it's the movie you think it is Let, yeah let's get that across
0: Well, that's the thing, uh, as much as it is for all those fans that have watched all these Marvel films, it's also just a good film on its own.
1: Yeah, it has that in common with Infinity War, where even if you're not super invested, Mm -hmm. there's enough here to like. There's enough uh, really awesome action sequences. There's enough really great comedy. Just the personalities of the different characters, and there are so many of them in this film. They manage to balance them in a way where it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. They manage to separate them into teams to make everything like compartmentalized. And like they, the, the, the personalities are why you care. They make you care about these characters even if you hadn't before. Like in new,
0: new, really cool ways. They definitely elevate the stakes. They definitely make every character not just feel like, oh, I'm pulling you from this film, but make them have a purpose of being in the film. And- yeah. Make them have a goal-driven um, meaning, purpose. Uh, goals, sacrifices. Uh, what am I looking for here? I'm looking for just a complete total package of yeah. storytelling, of arcs. That's what I'm looking for. The arcs of this thing. Yeah,
1: like they do a good job of making sure that there are still stakes involved. But they're not as insurmountable as before. Um, I think there's definite a definite tone change from Infinity War. At least the second half of the movie. I'd say the, 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 the first half of the movie you do kind of still have that kind of dour feeling but there's a moment where the characters finally realize what they're really going to do and how they're going to tackle this. And the rest of the movie has a pretty lighter tone. Like this is not the same kind of thing. Um, this is a lot happier. This is a lot more fun. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
0: There's uh, yeah, I'd say there's a lot more gags There's in there. a lot more comedy. Yeah.
1: Which makes sense because I feel like it's it has just as much to, uh, in common with the, the vibe of Infinity War as it does with the vibe of Thor Ragnarok. I, recognize, I think they recognized the popularity of that movie mm-hmm. and really were like, all right, we're going to dig into, especially with the Thor character and what they do <laughs> with Thor. It's like, we're going to dig into the things... That like people loved about the more recent ones, including Ragnarok, and I think they, they, they kept that in mind while writing this one, and it's a it's yeah it's pretty gag heavy.
0: Well, that was a Chris Hemsworth uh, yeah. part in doing that because right. he we went to the uh, executives and said that he was like after Thor after uh, Age of Ultron he felt like he was done playing Thor. Yeah. But then they did Ragnarok. He said, "When we do more movies like this, yeah. and I'll stick around."
1: And yeah, I mean, seeing as how this one ends, he will definitely get his due <laughs>
0: um, in future
1: movies. You mean he w- his dude? Yes, his dude. <laughs> yeah, his okay. So this is, I guess, we could start getting a little bit more in depth. Here. Yeah. So this movie is kind of interesting because it feel it felt like three movies to me. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, is that. The tone changes like twice, and the like the vibe of the whole thing changes twice, depending on what's happening. The first act of the movie reminded me a lot of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your heroes regrouping. It's your heroes trying to figure out what's the pl- what the plan is and whether they can even do it. It's a lot of like it almost felt a little heist movie ish. Yeah, it's a time. Where heist. It's like you're gathering. Yes, unless they say in the film. And like, there, there's a lot of planning, a lot of reorganization, a lot of seeing your heroes in a more vulnerable space, in like a more human light, which brings uh, brings up, uh, there's a lot more capital A acting in this movie <laughs> than I've seen in a long time in these movies. Everybody acts their pants off. Robert Downey Everyone Jr. Everyone earns that paycheck. Job. Yeah, yeah. Robert D- Downey Jr. is like, this is the performance of that character. Mm-hmm in this film, easily. He does some stuff with Iron Man that, like, yeah, that you couldn't imagine. Um, and uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson actually has something to do here. Um, <laughs> she doesn't fight a whole lot, but man, she makes up for it with all the dramatic stuff that she has and mm-hmm. has to do in this movie. Um, definitely impressive. Jeremy Renner, after being absent for most of the most of the movies for the last, like, five or six years... Uh, now comes back with a vengeance, and is featured heavily in this movie. Does a pretty decent job, even though he's still the probably the weakest of the Avengers, <laughs> both in like who cares about him and also actually in strength.
0: Yeah, but did good job making you care about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, do do they do a good job of like making him matter again. So it's been so long since he has. Uh, but yeah, like and and surprisingly enough. Paul Rudd also totally shows up for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, we already yeah, talked about Chris, he- Chris Evans, 50-year-old Paul Rudd. Part. The only kind of the part is like Chris Evans is doing the Captain America thing the way he's always done it. Mm-hmm. Not super exciting, nothing to really talk about. But yeah, like there're definitely performances here that matter in a way that they hadn't mattered in the previous Avengers movies, which I really really liked. Um but then, like yeah, like the, the, the second the second part of the movie almost feels like a Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. Then we're in space for most of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff with uh, with Gamora, Gamora and, and, um, Nebula, yeah, and Nebula and and there's a lot like a little bit of backstory for Thanos, and there's like yeah, if the vibe of that almost felt like kind of like a little more goofy, a little more sci-fi. This is also where the Thor stuff came in. But then the last. Ha- last part of the movie is this like the had the the fights the 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 final fight had a really Black Panther vibe to it for me yeah and then the epilogue <coughs> part reminded me of the best moments of the Captain America movies mm-hmm. this is the way that the Russos specifically shoot the dramatic scenes there's a lot of that in the epilogue especially with the funeral. And what happens at the very end and Mm -hmm. stuff? It's like it's like yeah, like like so. It's it's so it's like like I said at the top. It's like it's a combination of all the best things that the movies have done in the past into one
0: movie. It's oh, there's just so much to get into (laughs) with this film. Yeah, Um, but yeah, no, they do a lot of stuff right with this film. They Mm -hmm. pay off a lot of arcs going throughout the film. They pay off the the Hulk arc.
1: Yeah, in a way that I didn't anticipate. And that they do not <laughs> hint at it in any of the trailers or yeah. anything. Yeah,
0: they it's really cool. They definitely pay off the Iron Man arc. They definitely pay off the Captain America arc. Yes. They def- should we go ahead and say well, those? These, these are, so, these are the core Avengers. Yeah. There's a reason they were left at the end of Infinity War, because they're the core Avengers. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so let's start uh, with One by One. Um, Where should we go first? Let's go with uh, Iron Man. Yeah,
1: let's start with the top of the pig range. Yep. As I said during the credits, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is an order of how much they were paid. Yeah, so like I said, Robert Downey Jr., stellar performance, probably the best performance of that character so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely kind of uh, playing into the dramatic part of that character a little bit more than we've seen. Yeah, uh,
0: definitely more mm-hmm. of a this is very personal. Yeah, This is... This is Rob Downey Jr.'s swan song. He's going to retire after this if he's not already.
1: I mean, as an actor, <laughs> I you know what? I could see him pivoting to as, drama again. I think he could. I could see him pivoting to Oscar bait again. Yeah, he will. Try to get that Oscar.
0: Well, he's supposedly going to do the uh, third Sherlock Holmes. Oh, right. But sure. then I could see him trying but to do the Oscars after again, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and so, like, this is the ending of the Iron Man story. Mm-hmm. Like, at least the... The Tony Stark Iron Man story, like, is over at the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of probably guess what happens. It's the thing that always happens to his character. He makes the big sacrifice because Uh, that's his thing.
0: Well, that's his arc. It's it's he always makes the big sacrifice. No, that's his arc is that he would never do it, and then lo and behold, he's the one who does it. Yeah, but didn't he do it already twice? When Avengers two. What? No. Yeah, isn't he involved in the
1: ending of that?
0: No, you think thinking of the first Avengers where he throws the oh, myth through yeah, the wormhole. I'm thinking hole. of
1: the first Avengers. So yeah. yeah, he did it already.
0: And he survived it.
1: Yeah, he sur- just because he survived it doesn't mean he didn't try to sacrifice himself. Yeah. So anyways, it's just, it's the thing that he does is that, is that his arc is, yeah, all about, like, used to be the selfish dude. Now he's the now he's the selfless... Dude. The selfless hero. Yeah, and, like, so it doesn't convincingly... I mean, there is maybe, like, one too many, like, back and forth early on in Act One where it's like, all right, we know you're going to eventually help. You don't need to be so weird about it. Um, But then they do cool stuff, like, with the whole bit with his dad in the past. Yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, there's so many characters of this
0: thing. Yeah, there really are. Yeah, uh, Tony, a lot of Tony Stark stuff is paid off from the previous films, of yeah. not just the Avengers films that he's in. Yeah, Jonathan Favreau shows pit. up. That's the thing though, that they they, <laughs> they literally in this film make references to first Iron oh, Man, yeah. Iron Man two, Avengers, Iron Man three, yep. um, Age of, uh, yeah, Age of Ultron, yeah, and uh, what's the one after that? Civil War. And, and Winter and, and Homecoming. Yeah. No, no, no. That's just for Tony Stark. Because oh, he's been yeah, in yeah, all yeah. those films. But the thing that Infinity War does, or Infinity War, that <laughs> Endgame does well is that every single film that they've created has been referenced in this film, including yeah. Iron Man 2, <laughs> including Incredible Hulk, or right. Hulk, or whatever it's called. Incredible. Incredible Hulk. And including Thor, uh, The Dark World, which are three of the <laughs> lowest box yeah. office and uh, lowest panned novel films. And
1: it's their way of saying, like, hey, like, yes, fans who have stuck with us the whole way, here's a little something for you. Mm-hmm. Like, here's something that you'll appreciate, which is good. But yeah, I think they definitely pay off that character, and I do feel satisfied by the end of that movie where it's like, yeah, I don't need any more Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, the, he did his thing, he ran his course, ten years of film will do that yes. to a character. And yeah, like, you don't really need any more of it. And it did remind me of how good that first Iron Man is.
0: Yeah. We could probably do a separate podcast just to list all the references in it. Yeah. But that's going to be way too long. <laughs> yeah. And there's plenty I of other you YouTube videos out there that already do that.
1: Yeah. There are, yeah, people who do that better.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, better, sure. Because they have the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they
1: have Patreons that people give to and uh,
0: bitter <laughs> bitter much
1: but yeah uh, but he's definitely the star I'm using quotes of this one if there yes, was a he star. is yeah. if there was if you're going to pick one he is the one that matters here
0: yeah he, he is the de facto head honcho star mm-hmm. of this thing uh, but that brings us to the co-star I guess if you want to call yeah. him uh, Chris Evans so, yeah, Captain, the Captain America. America
1: stuff. So, like I said, he's kind of just doing the Captain America thing again here. The problem that I have with the Captain America character is that he's boring to me. Really? Yeah, he's boring to me because he's always the same dude. Like, he doesn't change too much in
0: over the course of all the movies. I'm sorry. He goes from... <laughs> saying language in Age of Ultron <laughs> to say, let's go get this son of a bitch in Endgame. That's a change. Yeah, but it's like, that's it,
1: though. Like, he just gets a little bit more They literally
0: serious. put his 2012 version and his 2019 version next to each other, and you see the change. Yeah, he loosens up a little bit.
1: But really, though, like, as much as Tony Stark has changed, it's a
0: lot different. Like, it's a completely different
1: animal. He's just boring
0: to me. That's because with the world <laughs> wants you to move you plant yourself like a tree and you say no you move I thought you say I am Groot no 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 that's never no, no. tree. tree. Okay. no no <laughs> you say I am Steve Rogers <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does
1: but yeah I don't know he does his thing in this movie he does a kind of an interesting arc in this one they do pay off some of his character at the end he definitely but throughout he's still doing the usual thing with, uh, some of
0: his character
1: uh, they over. pay off all yeah. of his character <laughs> you know what I mean
0: like I have no idea what you mean. I don't think you know <laughs> anything about Captain America. He
1: gets a payoff. He does. It's just uh, it's so boring. Just this whole thing. is like, oh, I'm always going to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, because he's Captain freaking America. I know, and it's lame. He is America's ass. <laughs> that was that was a cute bit. I did like that. <laughs> the ending pays off so much for Captain America, as much as it pays off for Iron Man. Yeah but I just cared less. Okay, just because you didn't care less doesn't mean <laughs> the, the impact wasn't as big. <laughs> I mean, yes.
1: I guess if you're invested in that character, they do a good job of it.
0: <laughs> they, they pay off his love. They pay off his best friend. They pay off his new best do friend. Do they, though? They pay it all. Do
1: they, though? I think yes. they
0: do Bucky dirty. No. I
1: think it's like, he gets one like, line to say in that entire movie.
0: That line is a <laughs> reference To the first Captain America, when he gets uh, sent out to the and it's just a showcase of their friendship. But that's
1: literally all he does. He does that and he has one
0: scene where he shoots stuff with his gun. That's it. That's because he knows Steve. He knows what he's going to do. He says his goodbye. That's his goodbye to Steve, which is why when he comes back, he sends Falcon over. because, Because he knows that I've already said my goodbye. You've no idea because this is my best friend of Literally seventy years because we're ice men at this point, right? And so that's why he sends him over. And he doesn't go over and, and say hi. <laughs> they should have made out. <laughs> which, which pair? Which couple? Which pair? Him and Bucky. Now, They're kiss. meant to be. They should have kissed. Wait, who's him? Captain America! Okay, new Captain America or old Captain America? Because they are having that Falcon Edge. They are having that Falcon Winter Soldier TV show for Disney Plus.
1: Which makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. That were my feelings about them.
0: I don't know what movie you're watching. Maybe because you haven't watched all of the Marvel films. So you're not super invested like I have.
1: I've seen all the Captain America's now up to date on him.
0: But there's just so <laughs> much. It's fine. I
1: just think he's a boring character, so it's hard for me to care.
0: He's not boring. He's pretty boring.
1: Ugh. Also, I didn't think Winter Soldier was as good as everybody said it was.
0: I mean, personally, I like Guardians better.
1: I like Guardians better. I even, I like Civil War
0: better. Than I like Winter Civil Soldier. War better, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a reason that uh, Guardian, Civil War, what are we talking about? Winter Soldier. Yeah. Is among the top rated.
1: Yeah, people like it.
0: That was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Um, <laughs> fat Thor.
1: Yeah, so, okay. One thing I want to get out of the way. Not that big of a fan of the fat jokes. It's 2019. I think we could do something a little less lazy. I get that they're trying to really establish the sour mood he's in, and like, especially after the events of the first thirty minutes of the film, I get, I get it. Like, I get why they chose that direction to take with Thor. It is funny, but like, eh, we don't need the oh, he's in, he's in a lousy way, so he gained weight. Like,
0: that's such lazy. I'm sorry, I uh, did you see Thor Ragnarok? Yes, yes I have. Did you see Infinity War? Yes, yes I have. Do you know why he's in such a
1: depressive state? No, yes I know. That's no excuse for lazy fat jokes is what I'm saying. They could have done better. No. It's just saying, they could have done better at that.
0: It's, There's a five yeah. year time jump.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. He didn't have to, you didn't have to, That that's such a crutch. It's such a lazy crutch. They could have had better jokes about, like... And there were better jokes in that sequence. Like the stuff about his obsession with video games, his obsession with beer. Like, that stuff's funny. Like, his his roommates. All that stuff is great. Just okay. saying, fat jokes, unnecessary in 2019. That's all I'm saying. Just wanted to get that out of the way. But, yes, it's a fun take on the character. It's a fun inversion of like how that character is in the other films, it's like having taking the confidence out of a god is a very interesting thing. And yeah, it, that's that's a it, and so it's cool that they did that.
0: Well, that's literally what happened because yeah. if you remember that Thor Ragnarok like all took place over the course of like a weekend. Yeah, and then you go immediately into Infinity War, which takes over the place of a day or two. <laughs> so in the span of a week, yeah, Thor has lost his dad, lost his hammer, lost um, an eye, lost half of the Asgardians, (laughs) and then lost another half of the Asgardians after the staff, lost uh, lost uh, to Thanos in a beatdown, and then lost the Infinity Stones because he has no way to return them. He's at the lowest of his low point, so he's basically given up. He doesn't want to be the leader of the Asgard. He doesn't want to be Thor, God of Thunder. He just wants to be himself. Right. And that's why he goes to that state. Yeah. I'm just saying, I can't believe I can to repeat myself.
1: You can do all of that and not use fat jokes as a crutch. That's all I'm saying. Literally all I'm saying.
0: But you have the rip guy who goes.
1: (laughs) Yes, I get that it's a funny inversion. I said that, too. Then stop. I'm just saying, I don't like it. (laughs) I just want to. That's why I was saying, let's, let's move on Because you can't change my mind About that, it's just mm. how I feel right. It's a lazy joke
0: right. Anyways,
1: Anyways, but the rest of What they do with that character is really <coughs> cool And I really like how they like Put a cap on him, where it's like Oh, he, like, he bequeaths the kingdom To Valkyrie He moves on, because yeah He has that moment with his mom Where he realizes, yes, all he does want to do Is focus on who he truly is Not what he's expected to be that's really important for that character, and he gets his mojo back. And by the end, they set him up as, oh, he's going to be pals with the Guardians of the Galaxy now, which is perfect for where that character is. Yeah.
0: The, the, the Asgardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's quickly wrap this up. Um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Let's quickly wrap this up. Yes, not gonna happen. all right. Let's quickly wrap this up. Uh, let's see. Last Avenger, um, Hulk. We talked about they. They finally do the Professor Hulk merged um, consciousness. I guess. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is cool because it allows him to be do the fun Hulk stuff and also be.
0: I feel like we didn't get to see him Mark Ruffalo <laughs> like smash Is this mainly Mark yeah. Ruffalo being Mark Ruffalo being Mark Ruffalo in the CGI Hulk body which is fine I didn't really get the I'm still Hulk I can still smash everything type of vibe <laughs> there's like a scene yeah towards the end that
1: he's seen in amongst the the, the, the melee
0: right but I was hoping for a one on one battle with Thanos and again. it does
1: make sense as a plot point for him to be able to wield the gauntlet yeah so yeah, it works. I think it works for his character. I have no idea what they do now, though, because he's now super weak on his right side. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what
0: happens with Hulk now. Hulk becomes uh, just the scientist Hulk, I guess. Yeah, like a, like a cameo character. Yeah. I can scary. see that. Um, but what do you think about the big battle at the end?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm of two minds. Um, I really thought that there's really cool elements of it. I thought that the part where it turns into a glowy game of football was really cool. Glowy it's like they of football. Yeah, remember when they're holding the gauntlet and they like did like they keep passing it from person to person. Okay, it's like a big glowy game of football.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. All right, sure. <laughs> like with a good,
1: like especially when Black Panther grabs it and he's like swimming like like dodging the dudes and like activating his pulse shields and stuff and he hands it to spider-man and he webs it yeah it's fun i thought that whole part was fun i thought having like as we talked about having iron man do the final thing and yeah the the, the part where captain marvel is used as a literal plot point kind of sucks but that's her character right i mean she's super powerful
0: yeah, she's the Superman of the yeah. Marvel universe. So. And they can only get her when
1: <laughs> she absolutely sees it as a priority. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I say, yeah, nice. she
0: single-handedly took down a starship <laughs> yeah. and literally stood t- 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 her ground against Thanos, to where he tried to headbutt her and couldn't move. Yeah, she's and she and she had to use the Power Stone barehanded <laughs> to make a dent.
1: <laughs> she's the freaking um, she's the freaking late game summon. She's yeah. the one where you have to get use all your mana in one thing to activate, and you can't use her for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, and they use her, yes. and doesn't even finish Thanos off.
0: Nope.
1: But yeah, I thought that was so cool, and I like that everybody had their moment. You got to see all the most powerful Avengers do their mm-hmm. most powerful Avenger thing, like Scarlet Witch gets her try. It's like, everyone, got everyone, their gets their, everyone gets
0: their shot at Thanos.
1: So yeah, it's a good payoff in that way, too, where you're like, oh, I was hoping to see mm-hmm. these people do the thing that they're good at. And they do get to
0: do, do, do mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. There was good team-ups, too, during that whole battle. Yes. Uh, they had the big girls. Yeah. Girl-on-girl girl thing.
1: Not entirely earned, though, because I feel like the whole the, most of the plots of the, the, this movie were so male-centric. Except for the Nebula stuff, which I thought was really well done.
0: I think this was just their way of saying, "Look at all these female yeah. superheroes like we have here. on our roster." Yeah,
1: they're here, and the majority of them are women of color, which is also really cool. Yeah, there, there's, there's, let's see, there's two black women. I mean, three if you're counting Zoe Saldana. Yeah, but she's uh, green. But she's green. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, Mantis, who, yes, is an alien, is, but wears green is of Asian descent in real life. Yes. Um, oh, so really, yeah, like that. the majority of the Marvel women are women of color, which is really cool. And then, yeah, then the, the, the white girls.
0: And then the white <laughs> the girls. three white girls. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I did think yeah. that was a neat little
0: moment. It was. Yeah, that battle went off for 40 minutes. Didn't feel like it, though. Didn't That's
1: not That is interesting, because I feel like a lot of those movies... One of the things, one of the negative things you can say about a lot of tentpole big action blockbusters is that the fight scenes take too long. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, Transformers movies had that problem. Yeah, this one didn't feel that long, and I feel like the pacing is was good enough for me not to even realize how long it was was taking.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because it felt like that that battle itself was structured in three separate acts. Yeah, you had the well, you had the initial conflict. Of we got to get out of the build- burning building. Right. Then we're going to have the first Avengers take their swings, and then summon all the Avengers to take their swings.
1: Yeah. And that was a really cool moment with all the portals. Yeah,
0: like, I liked how they just kept adding and upping the stakes.
1: Yeah, it was definitely. I definitely got a, uh, <laughs> a Super Smash Brothers <laughs> trailer vibe from that thing. It's, everyone is
0: here? Literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: everyone is here. Ugh.
0: Right. cool yep so uh, before we wrap this up, anything else?
1: I mean I was I was impressed. I liked it. I feel like I, I, I want to see it again, but at the same time I don't want to see it again
0: because three hours which
1: by that I mean yes, I want like, <laughs> to have that experience again, but I don't actually want to sit through the whole thing again because it did feel extremely long and because of how dense it is, the length makes it overwhelming. So by the end of that thing, you just feel sapped.
0: It's a movies of a movie. It's the most movie, as I said last night
1: coming out of it. It's like, if there was an award for most
0: movie, Adventures in Game would win it. (laughs) That's the most movie. Uh, I did... So, there's one thing I would have changed, though. Um, This is just me being a Marvel fanboy and seeing how they can um, improve it. So... I told my doctor this last night, but <laughs> the only thing I would change would be to change Stanley's cameo. Yeah, from just a quick drive by. Something that mattered more. Uh, well, that's how you make it matter: is you put him at the end, and when Steve Rogers comes back, mm-hmm. it's really that would make sense. Uh, it's um, more poignant that way. Yeah, it's uh... why am I, I forgetting Stanley's name? Oh, Stanley. Yeah. So you <laughs> just said Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it, so when Catamaran comes back, it's Stan Lee sitting on the bench.
1: Yeah, it would be a little too on the
0: nose. A also, bit. he
1: doesn't look at all like old Chris Evans. No, I
0: figured that, I realized that afterwards. Whereas, just digitally it's digitally, digitally uh, aging Chris Evans looks like an old Chris Evans. Oh, let's talk about that real quick. Digitally, digitally aging age Chris Evans. Not, no, not just to the age Chris Evans, but dig, digitally aging everyone in yeah. the 70s and in the it was 20, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then digitally, yeah, yeah digitally de-aged. de-aged. Like, uh, yeah. The, the, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas
0: was fun. <laughs> uh, they're, they're getting really good with that technology. Yeah, it's
1: getting to the point where I'm almost not noticing it. Yeah. I did notice, though, in the scene with the two Captain Americas, I did notice a little bit of weirdness in the scene where he has them down in a chokehold. Yeah. I was like,
0: hmm, this doesn't look quite right. Well, because it was stunt double, that's why he was wearing right, right next to really
1: it. why he was wearing the the helmet. You piece. could see there's some digital weirdness yeah. going on in the face, but besides that, though, yeah, you're right. That technology is getting to the, almost to the point where you can't notice it, mm-hmm. which is cool.
0: Um, I do really like the ending, the ending credits, where yeah. they yeah. Would sign off on yeah. the Avengers because it
1: is it is in a way like saying goodbye to not all of those characters, but A lot of those characters, at least three of them, are definitely done. Uh, Two retired, well, I guess two dead, one retired. Yeah, yeah,
0: two dead, one retired. Uh,
1: Yeah, and the only thing though, and one of my coworkers pointed this out today, so Tony gets this funeral and like actual like Mm -hmm. moment. But they don't do the same thing for for uh, Scarlett Johansson's for Black Widow. Yeah, it's like she doesn't get, and she was the one that like sacrificed herself to get them the stones in the first place. I don't know. It just seemed a little weird that they didn't also give her her due.
0: Well, he says that. Well, she says that she didn't have any family, but the Avengers was her family.
1: Yeah, but that's like that moment though. I don't know. I don't think it's the equivalent. They should... She should have earned just the same amount of circumstance as Iron Man. I would think.
0: No. (laughs) In
1: the world of those characters, I don't mean in the world of the movie, people watching the movie, whether they care or not. Like, I understand that she's a lesser character in the canon, but I'm saying in the world of those characters, though... You would bet. I would think that the Hulk would want to have something like that. Care enough
0: in the world of those characters, the only people who would matter who would care are the original Avengers. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I'm just saying that that should be big enough for her to have a funeral. Seems weird that they just completely like don't have it or have it off camera.
0: It's an off camera. (laughs) It's, It's
1: such a dumb excuse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let's see. They get back and then immediately get yeah, attacked. Right. Wait, and then there's a big battle. And then Tony dies. Yeah, but they didn't forget I,
1: I that she died. <laughs> like, <laughs> it should be the next funeral. It should be like the... You want to have more funerals? Yes, that's what I'm saying. At least...
0: How much you want to cry in this thing? <laughs>
1: Apparently more. I want to cry more. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just thought that was weird, considering. No. How much time they spent on Tony
0: Oh, it's I mean, yes, they should have done something, or maybe they will do something. Maybe. I mean she is getting a prequel film, but I doubt yeah. I doubt it'll open on a funeral and then it's just it's just <laughs> it's ha- all flashbacks. It's just just Hawkeye telling this flashback right. story to someone. Yeah, that would
1: be actually a really funny framing device. Yeah. But also terrible and so I don't know if they do it.
0: <laughs> now you're imagining it i'm dude. just imagining that it's 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 a scarlet it's a, it's, it's a black widow film yeah. from the perspective of hawkeye yeah being told after <laughs> her funeral her oh, funeral that'd be so dumb
1: also i guess they don't have a body that might be the other part yeah. of that so it would just be have to be a ceremony at that point like there wouldn't be actually anything would you put in the casket? Buried or cremated or anything. There would be no casket.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. No. I mean, unless he went down there and got her. Right. <laughs> but we'd just, like, climb back up the mountain to go get her and go down. <laughs>
1: no. No one goes down there to go get anybody. <laughs> now nah, she's down there with uh, the rest of the bodies. With the,
0: the, uh... Watch the body hit the floor? Yeah, with future Gamora down there. With, uh, who may or may not actually get down there. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, time travel's gonna be weird. And they tried to explain it real quickly. Oh, yeah! We talked
1: about all that without addressing <laughs> the thing is that this movie's reliant on time travel.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of a cop-out, but at some point I just flipped the switch in my head and said, it's a comic book movie. Stop caring. <laughs>
0: uh, so, this is... So, because they did this time travel thing, it, one, not only sets up the multiverse right. for... which is established in Marvel Comics... But two, makes the um, Doctor Strange character at the very end um, more important because he's there to fix the timeline, yeah,
1: or so to say. It makes sense too because you do have that like line that uh, what's her name says to to the whole where she's the ancient one, remove one, yeah, and remove one, and then like that that'll skew the timeline this way. So we'll probably cease... Yeah, you're right. There'll be payoff for that.
0: Oh, no, See, because that's my theory of where they're going to go next. Yeah. Is that they'll go in... So the next, like, three phases or whatever... uh, They're not going to do phases, but the next, like, saga they're going to go with is the... They're going to go with bringing Fantastic Four. They're going to bring in Galactus. And then they're going to bring in the Council of Reeds. Which is... I don't
1: know what any of that means.
0: You know what Fantastic Four means. I
1: know what the Fantastic Four means. You know but what Galactus is. That,
0: no, I don't. What's, a, what's Galactus? Is he a oh, big dude? Planet eating? Oh, he's the planet yep. eating dude? Yeah. Okay. So there's Galactus. Uh-huh. And then beyond that is the Council of Reeds. I don't know what that is. Uh Council of Reeds is based off of Reed, Reed Richards, uh-huh. who is the smartest man and also founding member of the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Uh, so, because there's a multiverse theory basically confirmed at this point, because of split timelines, yeah. Every, be- every different iteration of Reed Richards gets together and <laughs> forms the Council of Reed's. Think Rick and Morty, uh-huh, right? Where they think they're better than everyone. Yeah. Where they wield infinity gauntlets. Oh boy. So that's pre-established now, <laughs> and I think that's where they go with it.
1: Oh, comic books are the worst.
0: See, this happens
1: literally <laughs> every time somebody like goes a step beyond the movies and explains something about comic books, or if I look up something on yeah. Wikipedia, just just a like just a hair beyond what they do in the movies, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen.
0: Like when you actually look up the story <laughs> like, of the Infinity Yeah, like the movies
1: are fine, like the TV stuff, fine, but for some reason, whenever I see what's actually in the comic books. I just cannot take it. It's just, like, the stupidest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know what the line uh, is. Like, they, they have a way in the movies to, like, re- remove the absolute stupidest parts and just re- leave the cool parts. Because
0: they don't need to keep you buying a new comic issue every yeah. week.
1: But, but the, they all have infinity gauntlets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So well, stupid. three of them
0: have infinity gauntlets.
1: Why I get that there's... multiple there's, both there's like, verse, universes.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so complicated. When did the X-Men show up, then, you think? Um, <laughs> well, I'd say after that.
1: Oh, so it's I, gonna be a while. Yeah,
0: I'd say they they leave X-Men well enough alone. For now. For now. Especially
1: seeing as uh, Dark Phoenix looks like he's gonna bomb. Yeah.
0: So, so they're, they're gonna let that cool off for a good right. ten years. Let
1: that implode... And, There's yeah, no wait,
0: need to immediately wait, reboot it like wait, Fox care. did. Yeah. just let it sit for 10 years. Yeah, if people want, put the 90s X-Men comic or cartoon on Disney Plus, and people will be happy with that.
1: <laughs> just put a Logan, yeah. a on there. All care. right, we've been
0: talking about this for coming way up, too long. Way too long. <laughs> All right, uh, last <laughs> last shout out I want to give to this film um, is the Hail Hydra scene. <laughs> yeah. Because that was could have gone two ways. I'm glad they went that it's way. It's cute. It's cute. Um, the Tony Stark has a heart payoff. Yeah, that was a really nice at the very end. Yeah, there, just how they do that. Um, really, really solid callback. Uh, finally, doing Avengers Assemble, which yeah. has been teased but never actually said yeah. until now. Oh, and um, I guess while we're on that. Milner and Captain America Willie yeah which is again
1: yeah. another payoff yes
0: another payoff yeah um, like, like we said uh, when we started talking about this it's a lot of payoffs callbacks references and just shout outs to the entire Marvel cinematic universe thus far
1: yeah it's the it's the Marvel movie to end all Marvel movies even though there'll be more
0: it's it's literally their crowning jewel. So far, so far.
1: So as to, I want to follow up. Now that you've seen the film, what is your now your current stat, uh, take on its eligibility for Best Picture? <laughs> I want to see if you're now still on that boat because I still think you're wrong.
0: Uh, it'll get nominated for yeah, sure.
1: It will not win. It will,
0: uh, may not win. It
1: will not win. I don't even. I'm not even a hundred percent sure that's going to be nominated. There's ten slots. It's, yeah. I don't, yeah, but they don't always use all ten. I know, they don't always use all ten. In fact, they rarely
0: do. Now I think, like, they only use all ten, like, the first year. And then they've been doing, like, nine or eight. It's like, eh,
1: this doesn't count. But yeah, I don't know if it's that kind of movie. Like, it's good for what it is. But I don't know, I don't know if it's best picture. In any universe. So
0: far, it is best picture of the year. (laughs) To you. I'm sorry, is there a better picture of the year so far?
1: Uh, That copy, that Blu-ray copy I have of Spider-Man Into the (laughs) Spider-Verse. That is best picture of the year.
0: That does not qualify. (laughs) Anyways.
1: Alright. Let's probably finally move on.
0: Alright. To actual news, because we are a news show, not a review show. Oh, well, yeah.
1: Just wait until Detective (laughs) Pikachu comes out, and then... (laughs) That'll be the real best movie this year. Uh,
0: if you say so. Okay, let's move
1: on. That was it for movies. We talked that thing to death. We took way too much
0: time. So, I knew we were going to So go to, so yeah. that's like the only thing we had in movies. So
1: now we're going to talk about television, if we still have energy somehow. Okay. And we always start television with sports. First up in sports today, some... Um, uh... A little bit of uh, football uh, trades still uh, drafting, still happening.
0: Uh, So, the draft, as we reported last week, was on Thursday. Yes. And the Arizona Cardinals decided to take a quarterback with their number one pick, overall pick, uh, out of Oklahoma, QB Kyler Murray. Yes. Which is odd, because last year, with their first round pick, they decided to take a QB, Josh Rosen. So
1: what happened to Josh Rosen?
0: Yeah, so now they have two first-round draft picks, uh, quarterbacks. But, you know, that's not going to happen. That's not going to fly into Cardinals' land. (laughs) So what do they do? The next day,
1: (laughs) they trade Josh Rosen to the Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) Which is
0: hilarious. Yeah, so Josh Rosen is now over at the Dolphins. Uh, which means he gets to face, face off against Tom Brady twice a week. Twice a year. Twice a week. Twice a week. <laughs> that sounds like some fresh hell. <laughs> <laughs> that does. <laughs> <Brady comes back. laughs>
1: twice a week. Um, so, yeah.
0: It, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, uh, people were drafted um, to the NFL. Uh, to 199 players in total. Yep. That includes Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know who Mr. Rolla was this year. I think a kicker. Yeah, uh, but there was no like good feel stories overall. No. Um, yeah. Next <laughs> this week, <coughs> this weekend is if you
1: love horses and I know people who love horses, uh, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. So get ready.
0: Yes, be prepared to see Gucci cowboy hats.
1: I always do. I'm always prepared to see Gucci Cowboy
0: hats. Get, get your mint juleps in hand and yep. watch a two-minute race two minutes. with five hours of pre-coverage. Yep. Just
1: watch TV <laughs> all day for a thing that happens in two minutes.
0: Uh, but there's also single um, de Mayo on Sunday. Yeah, so, so get some
1: margaritas. Yeah. I don't
0: know.
1: Get brunch. Get brunch.
0: brunch. Alright. I think that's all I have for for sports sports.
1: so let's move into television news let's blaze through this stuff Netflix in the news again this week this time about
0: license fees Uh, licensing so So we we've (laughs) noted before that Netflix pays a hundred million dollars to keep friends on there and just as much to keep the office on there
1: well there's reason for that yeah So historically, networks have paid studios a license fee to air a show in a specific territory for a window of time. After that expiration date, the production company would be free to resell the show to other parties.
0: Uh, A secondary market.
1: Yeah. So, thus, when a studio had a hit on its hands, it would craft second domestic and international sales that would generate millions for the show's owners and participants, which you call syndication.
0: Yeah, this is when you see all the stuff that was on Primetime, now on TBS, TNT, FX, HBO, whatever. The usual. The usual. And then all the international markets who don't get to see first runs.
1: However, Netflix don't play that game. No. Doing business with Netflix often means relinquishing those opportunities and instead gaining all the money up front in a big chunk. They also tend to cap each show as to not be available for syndication, and all the benefits that arise... From these sales.
0: So, this is why we normally see Netflix shows at three or four seasons. Yeah. Because they'll only get to at most 40 episodes.
1: There are exceptions to this. Yes. Netflix Bojack, Hor- Bojack, Bojack Horseman is the one exception yes. so far. As of this recording, it is the only uh, Netflix show to have a syndicated television uh,
0: deal. Right. It uh, is currently,
1: I guess, airing at some point in, in on Comedy Central.
0: Yeah, it, it airs late night on Comedy Central. Yeah.
1: So yeah, So like, but besides that though, yeah, they lock their stuff down. Mm-hmm. And they make deals with content providers that prohibit them also selling those things to syndication.
0: And because Netflix goes directly to the consumer, there's no need for a waiting or a time gap between when or where they put these shows out, whatever their schedule wants.
1: So yeah, it sounds to me like this isn't going to necessarily change how syndication works in a traditional manner. I think still, there'll be still situations where people want their their shows traditionally syndicated as opposed to on streaming service. Mm-hmm. But depending on how much that chunk of change is up front, Netflix could make them an offer they can't refuse. Or... So they have a <laughs> bargaining
0: chip. They also have a platform bargaining chip as well, yeah. being Netflix.
1: Yeah, the biggest... As of this recording, streaming service <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could change in November. but yes. we'll get there. So yeah, this isn't really news, but I guess it's just a thought you'd like to
0: know from the medieval podcast. A, the more you know. Yeah. Um, l- a little bit of sidebar from the medieval podcast.
1: Also a sidebar. Guess who uh, is in uh, the television business and switching up the studio that they're teamed up with?
0: One of our favorites, Phil Lord and Chris Miller.
1: Yes, they're making moves. They're moving their television operations from 20th Century Fox TV to Sony Pictures TV. And a new five-year deal that values in the nine-figure range. They're making that money.
0: That cheddar. The chitty-chitty cheddar.
1: Yes. The duo will create and develop their own comedy and drama projects for broadcast cable and streaming as well as supervise other writers projects. Additionally, they will also be involved in developing a suite of television series based on Sony's universe of Marvel characters
0: which is pretty much Sony, is Spider-Man. For Sony is anything in the Spider-Man yeah. canon.
1: And again, currently. Yes. There's filmography, in case you don't know, from this podcast and just from <laughs> living life. Uh, these are the guys who, of course, brought you 21 and 22 Jump Street, Spider-Man did the Spider-Verse. Uh, not directed, but they produced it. Yes. Uh, Last Man on Earth, Son of Zorn, and an upcoming television show called Bless the Hearts.
0: Yes. Uh, so, those movies that they directed were from Sony projects which right. makes sense why they go to Sony TV Yes. also during reading uh, when I was reading this article they refer to Sony TV as an indie company because it's <laughs> new yeah even not, though it's backed by Sony right yeah no it's still a
1: giant company
0: don't get me wrong. oh yeah uh, so yeah all right that's the news yep um, they're one of our favorite director duo creator created team. Yeah, so excited to see, see what they. Stuff. Yeah, just excited to see what they come up with, with more Spider-Man at their fingertips.
1: Indeed, uh, I'd walk. I'd watch a TV show based on uh, Into the Spider-Verse in a second. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that.
0: I, was but, to, I, was to, I was to, thought you were saying I'd watch a Lord Miller show, like. But we have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we
1: watch plenty of, them. but yeah, specifically those characters, like any of those characters, I would watch that show. Right. Like, sign me up. All right. Uh, you watch the television, uh, specifically, you watch the same television that everybody else in the plant watched uh, this uh, past Sunday. Uh, do you want to talk about where we're at in the middle of the season of Game of Thrones? So
0: we are three episodes into Game of Thrones, which means we are halfway yes. through the final it's season. Time. Um, <laughs> we uh, just went through the long night, the battle, the fifty-five night battle that I. have why did I hype up last week but we forgot to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was the big epic battle, the 55 nights, um, hour and a half long fight sequence um, that lived up to all expectations that I could ever hope for in a Game of Thrones episode. And yet people on the internet were still upset. Yeah, because you can't make anybody happy ever on the internet. It's dumb. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I love the episode. It shocked me. I felt shocked. <laughs> yes. So <what> that means, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it. The director on this episode is also directing the fifth episode. So expect the fifth episode to be the one with the big battle as well. Uh-huh. Uh, which means we have this upcoming Sunday episode four as the mediator between the two. But yeah, the night King is spoiler alert iced ah. um, yeah he's a put on ice. Um, the memes are everywhere, things are blowing up. people are going crazy. Also people are just real briefly, the show is called Game of Thrones, not me versus the Night King. <laughs> um, this, this whole the whole show revolves around sitting on the Iron Throne. We knew that the Night King was not interested in the Iron Throne. We knew that. We knew what his intentions were in terms of the long night. And that's what it is. It's the long night. One night. Not a season like winter. Not the long winter. Not the long summer. The long night. Why the long face? Because people are just... do not understand the concept (laughs) between A night and a season. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, the the people are just upset. Like, you you hyped up this character, the Night King. Supposed to be badass. And then he doesn't even fight anyone and he gets stabbed (sighs) and dies in one hit. What is that? This This show was bullshit. The most
1: spoilery episode we've ever done. Oh, yeah, (laughs) probably. We've
0: ever spoiled this much. I'm I'm just sitting there, like, what are you talking about? Let's just put it this way: it was a very emotional
1: week for everybody.
0: Like the girl, literally trained, literally trained for six seasons to be an assassin, and when she finally goes and does the assassinating, you're like, oh, but she didn't earn it. Like the hell, she didn't earn it. You, what show were you watching where she literally <laughs> trained for six seasons to get to this point of sneaking up on someone and literally stabbing them with the sickest move you've ever seen? <laughs> it's like, oh, but it should have been John or Dan, because they're the main characters. Fuck that! Everyone's a main character in that thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I literally do not know. Just, people Hear are just, just
0: upset. One. Because, like, they didn't live up to their theories or hype or whatever. It's like, but just watch the show. And if you want to complain that that's not how it's done in the books, I'll wait 20 (laughs) years for George R. R. Martin to die over and never finish those books. (laughs) (laughs) Because he won't.
1: (laughs) On that note, did you watch any other television that you want to rant about?
0: No, I, I watched a concert instead. Yeah, I know. I also did not watch any television. So that means we keep
1: going into cancellations. Does 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 the draft count? The NFL draft count? No. Okay. Cancellations and renewals. (laughs) All right,
0: cancellations and renewals.
1: First up, Cinemax has renewed Warrior for a second season. Not that Warrior. Disney has canceled Andy Mack after three seasons. TBS has canceled Wrecked after three seasons. Netflix has canceled Santa Clarita Diet after three seasons. Sensing a trend here. <laughs> CBS All Access will be bringing back The Twilight Zone for another se- se- season. Uh, Showtime will be bringing back Black Monday for a second season. On My Block on Netflix will return for a third season. Showtime will bring back The Chi. Sh- it's third the, shy. <laughs> shy. Sorry. it's yeah. the Chi. It's Chicago. So the uh, Empire. I think minutes. that's
0: uh, Spike Lee produced The Shy or Kanye or whatever.
1: Empire will be be brought back on Fox for a sixth season.
0: Yes, Jesse Smollett will not be a part of it.
1: (laughs) The CW has renewed the following. The 100, All-American, In the Dark, and Roswell, New Mexico. So that is... Most of their new shows, as well as another season of the 100. Yes,
0: those were all shows that were on the bubble, and they just decided to renew them instead of finding new properties. Or maybe they couldn't get new properties, so... Maybe.
1: Then lastly, in deaths, we have one death this week, a rough one. John Singleton, famous director of Boys in the Hood, Too Fast, Too Furious, Snowfall, among other things... Um, uh, had a stroke, was on life support mm-hmm. family decided to take it off life support this week, died at age 51, so that's a sad one I believe he won uh, the Oscar for Best Director uh, for Boys in, Boys in the Hood is that correct?
0: I believe so and I believe at the time he did I
1: think he was the youngest recipient of the Academy Award hmm. for Best Director I think he was 23
0: oh, so I'm too late to yeah. play that one you, you, you can't do it okay
1: so now uh, I hand this over to you because it's time to talk about music.
0: Okay, well it's time to talk music. And we always start music with the billboards. And we start billboards with the Hot 100. The hottest 100. Oh, right. And... and is the same as last week. If this sounds <laughs> familiar. Except for
1: one. Uh, I think number five is new. Number five is new. The rest is the same this week.
0: Yes, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X is your number one song.
1: Yeah.
0: It's wow, period. By Post Malone, yeah. uh, then Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Yep. Number four is Seven Rings by Ariana Grande, yep. and creeping into the top five at number five is Sucker by Jonas Brothers. Yeah, creeping
1: back up into the top five, we should say it was I think
0: number two a few weeks ago. Okay, before this trend. Before the the yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we have the Billboard 200 then. Where. It's a mishmash of stuff. Albums! New albums. Mishmash of albums. Old albums. Nothing's new here. Uh, Number one is that Billie Eilish album. When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Or I guess Again. Uh, Again. It wasn't number one last week.
1: Took a couple uh, weeks break, but is back up on top.
0: Right. Number two is Free Spirit by Khalid. Yep. Number three is Map of the Soul, colon... Persona. Last week's
1: number one record.
0: Yes, by BTS. Number four is Homecoming, colon, the live album. This
1: is technically new this week because this uh, came out uh, last week.
0: Right, but this was in uh, coordination with With the the Netflix Netflix special
1: for Beyoncé.
0: And number five, still hanging around, Thank You, Next by Ariana Grande.
1: Right. Uh, BTS, by the way, uh, is on, are, uh, will be performing as part of the Billboard Music Awards tonight, uh, which are happening, I think, as we speak.
0: Oh, the Billboard starts on Wednesday? Yeah.
1: They are on a Wednesday. They're happening as, as as we speak.
0: Okay, so it's Billboard. Do we care? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's see
0: if they're on. <laughs> anyway. It's probably a CBS thing. Yeah, or one of the I think ABC does the... Fox or something. Yeah, I don't okay. don't know where they put it. All right, anyways, um, if we don't want to listen to... Any of those people. We have new releases.
1: Okay, what,
0: are, what, are, what am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. We have Bad Religion. Yes, that bad religion. Uh-huh. With Age of Unreason. Big Thief with UFOF. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> no. That's, it's just UFOF. Or UFOF. I don't know. It's, yeah.
1: It does not appear to be on right now.
0: Uh, we also have Editors with The Blank Mass Sessions. Okay. Filthy Friends with Emerald Valley. Uh, okay. L7 with Scatter the Rats. Looms with The Way Up. Your favorite? Taco Cat <laughs> with This Mess is a Place. Do
1: you like Taco Cat?
0: Uh, The Dream Syndicate with These Times, yes, These Times, not Those Times, and uh, Vampire Weekend.
1: Yes, the big release of the week.
0: Yes, Vampire Weekend, that Vampire Weekend with Father of the Bride.
1: Yeah, the new Vampire Weekend record finally comes out on Friday. They've been dropping singles
0: every week for the past month.
1: Not every week. That was initially what they said, but that's not what they ended up doing. It right. was only four singles total, and over the course of the month. Right. So yeah, uh, but yeah, this is their double album, eighteen tracks full. Uh, I will definitely listen to this. I will have. Uh, I will report back next week.
0: All right, let's get into music news then. Okay. And we start with um, some festival news.
1: Uh, or maybe not.
0: We'll see. This we'll is see. a evolving story. So, as we noted, there will be a Woodstock 50 coming right. up uh, to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Woodstock or 1969. Will there, or will there be? dun dun, dun <laughs> As the story that we are reporting yes. says, this bumpy path to Woodstock 50 has um, gotten even bumpier along the way. <laughs> um, as Dentsu Aegis, the festival's financial backers, have pulled out and stated that it was canceled.
1: Yeah, they basically made an announcement, and said that Woodstock '50 was canceled, without telling the dude who runs Woodstock '50.
0: But yet the organizers <laughs> vowed to press on. "Quote: We are committed to ins- to ensuring that the fiftieth anniversary of Woodstock is marked with a festival deserving of its iconic name and place in American history and culture." Um. I'll "Quote: Although." our financial provider is withdrawing, we will, of course, be continuing with the planning of the festival and intend to bring on new partners. We would like to acknowledge the state of New York and the Shuler County for all their hard work and support. Uh, The bottom line here is that it's going to be... that they're going to try and do this no matter what. (laughs) Uh, This was by the uh, Woodstock producer, Michael Lang, in a statement on Monday... Try to calm everyone's nerves after this dumpster yeah. fire of a news. <laughs> that we're gonna pull out. And this isn't gonna happen. Right.
1: Uh. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Yeah, this is after a bunch of rumors from last week where people were already saying some artists were already saying like, "Oh yeah, this thing's probably gonna be canceled. No tickets are selling," which could also <laughs> be true.
0: That if, no tickets are selling because yeah. they price it too high. Yeah,
1: because nobody cares. They so p- desperately want people to care about this thing. Well, Nobody cares.
0: I mean, they gotta get people to fly out to New York. Yeah. And uh, not just New York. You gotta drive, like, three hours up to mm-hmm. get to this place. Yeah. It's out of the way. It doesn't have huge names. It also doesn't have the hotel accommodations, probably. Yeah. But they want to be just like it, so you gotta camp out. But this is 2019. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No one's driving their VW RV van, right? buggy, whatever it is, up there. Yeah.
1: It's weird. We'll see what happens.
0: All right. Speaking well, of weird. Speaking of weird, Taylor Swift. <laughs> which is a great segue, by the way. I am
1: so confused by her right now. Read what I have,
0: though. So, after a week of hinting on social media, Taylor Swift revealed a new single called Me! <laughs> that is, capital M, yes. capital E, exclamation, exclamation point. point. Just to get across that you have to yell this thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, see, this is actually a duet. Well, I guess it's a duet. Yeah, it's a duet. Uh, with Brandon Yuri of Panic at the Disco. Uh which is a bright and colorful music video.
1: Uh, It was released alongside
0: it. It was released alongside it where not much happens (laughs) Uh, accompanies (laughs) its release. Not not much happens in the music video? keep reading. I didn't see this music video. Well, it might be the worst single she's released (laughs) which is notable since her pre-album single choices are always terrible. They're always terrible. Uh, This was written by Matt in (laughs) case you thought this was an actual copy. From a reputable news source, so I did not. I, so I listened to this thing. Ugh, I don't remember listening to it, but I yeah. know I listened to it.
1: It's not good,
0: and I didn't realize there's a music video attached to this thing. It's not good, but I guess there is now. <laughs> you like color? You like color? But it's me. It's not. It's not color. It's not the world of color.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So. So, the thing about the, the, the pre-release, pre-album sing- singles, they're always... She has a really bad ear for what she thinks should be the lead single for her records. And it
0: never usually ends up that way. Remember,
1: well, last year, Are You Ready For It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember how many people hated that thing? No one liked it. And then before that, even... It was yes, Look What
0: You Made Me Do. No,
1: no, Oh sorry, you're right. Look What You Made Me Do is before Are You Ready For It. Both yeah. suck. But... <laughs> But, uh, but then before that, though, even back with 1989, a record that I liked, Shake It Off was her lead single. The worst song
0: on that <laughs> album.
1: <laughs> like, any other song on that album is better than Shake It Off.
0: Uh, she tries to play to the masses. She tries to pick a hit. Yeah. You know, it's a pop thing. Or not. Or,
1: or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens in the actual lead Anyways, um, to an actual new Taylor Swift album. Yeah,
0: this just means that expect 2019 to have a new Taylor Swift album yeah. by the end of the year. It'll happen. It may or may not be eligible for the Grammys by the time that it comes like out. Like, she
1: cares. Any year and she's in there, she's going to win something.
0: So, yeah. We'll see. Uh, but that brings us to thoughts. And we have thoughts on, quote... The Above Garbage Fire. <laughs> Which we just
1: talked about, so we don't need to talk... We don't actually need to talk about Oh, so that's thoughts things. on
0: Taylor Swift? Yeah, yes, that's also... Okay. Work. Well, I listened to music this week. Okay. What What did you listen to? I listened to Stagecoach music. Yes!
1: So, yeah, you went Stagecoach? I, I, I told you,
0: you a lot about what yes. happened... The shenanigans that go on during Stagecoach. Give coach.
1: our audience the, the, the Reader's Digest version.
0: Uh, who was good? Who was bad? Uh, The good was uh, Leonard Skinner. Okay. The bad was Jake Owen. <laughs> because he'd come out, he like twice during his set he he'd stop, go dead. We think he'd bring out a guest, but no, he just comes back. And that's twice. <laughs> that's twice. So that's the good and that's the bad. The ugly, and I mean the ugly of this thing, is who the sound engineer. Uh-huh. Because not once, not twice. But during all three headliner acts, roughly about the same time, the audio would fuck up Mm -hmm. in a live performance. Yeah. It'd get cut out. Uh, The artist wouldn't know where they're at. It was literally the worst thing possible that could happen at a music festival, believe it or not. You never want to see that. Yeah. Um, Oh, but the weird out of all this whole thing is Diplo's After Party. Yeah. So Diplo, yes, that Diplo, was at Stagecoach for an after party after Jason Aldean. It put in the smallest tent possible, which crammed, and like like, literally, it was all the young kids at Stagecoach crammed into there while all the old people decided to leave. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it was a fun time. Uh, There were rumors that Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus were going to show up and perform, and they did at one o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> s- I guess that'd be Monday morning. Yeah, you know. literally the last song of of the entire festival. Once all the the, the old folks went home, literally once yep. everyone went home. Yep. your reward for staying through it all was <laughs> having Little Nas X and Billy Cyrus come out during at the very end of Diplo set and performing. Old Town Road. You well, know, if you wanted to stay for that whole well, thing. Well, yeah,
1: because you're not going to hear the number one song in the country on country music radio. No, you're not.
0: <laughs> and you're not going to hear it in your own playlist 500 times a yeah. day. So. Uh, oh, but the good news out of everything is that a new Jake Owen album um, got a lot of plays as stagecoach. Um, not just uh, the Drink All Day song, <laughs> but... The uh, honky-tonk. Take it down to the honky-tonk song. Cause, because of Sheila. Well, then that's disappointing thing that he was
1: not good live. Oh, no, he wasn't there. Oh, he's, I thought you said Jake Owen. Did
0: I say Jake Owen? Yes, you did. Oh, no, I meant Jake Owen to like, sound. Uh, no, uh, who was the headliner then? <laughs> um, it was Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, and... The Saturday. I
1: love how you're getting these guys confused just as I would get these guys confused. <laughs> yes.
0: They all have the same stupid, like, white dude names. <laughs> uh, well, Luke Cove was the headliner because he had put on the Actual Good Show before. Wow, I could not think of his name. Wow, that's why I should write this stuff down. <laughs> Money sucked so much. Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but Brett Michaels performed. He, he was fine. Um, Tom Jones performed. He was fine. <laughs> Luke Bryan performed and literally every female around me swooned. <laughs> he, he was literally hitting on every girl in the audience at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, and did you just
0: yell at him nobody cares Luke Bryan? I did. But I also yelled play the hits. Okay. I mean he eventually played the hits. As they all do, they all do. But but uh, yeah, everyone played the hits. They Uh, were inevitable. I I made sure I I yelled it out. Play the hits. It's inevitable. They were inevitable. (laughs) I I'm still trying to think of who knows Jake Owen. No, no, you keep saying Jake (laughs) Owen. (laughs) That's Jake Owen. Uh, Sam Hunt. Sam.
1: It's Sam Hunt. It's a house party. Same
0: thing. Yeah. But it was fun. It was good. Yes. Anyways, uh, moving on to video games. And we're going <laughs> to speed through this. Because we're about an hour and a half into this thing and we're ready to are wrap it up here. these two are pretty speedy stories. Alright, but first we have new releases. Yes. Uh, first, Life is Strange 2, Episode 3. Yep. I didn't realize they're only on three episodes. They're on three. Those are pulling out real slow.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the case with those games.
0: I'm going to wait for everything to be released right. and they just... Buy it all once, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, well, episode three is for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yep. And then Yakuza, uh, Kiwami. Yes. Two, for the PC. The Kiwami games are the
1: (laughs) HD remakes of the original games, so this is the HD remake of two, and this is the PC release. It's already on console.
0: Okay. Well, let's go to uh, video game news, and we start with movie news.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. this is a,
0: this is a, uh, a a twofer. Yeah, uh, so we didn't have any movie news, so we'll put it down here.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, this is of course dealing with Saints Row. Oh, we
1: didn't talk about Sonic
0: the Hedgehog. No, no, we, we don't need to. Okay. We, we talked about it when the tri- the oh, freezer right. came did. out. You're right. Never mind. We talked about that. Uh, but Saints Row, yes, the video game Saints Row, where you're a pimp. No, you're not a pimp.
1: You're just a, a gang leader. You're just a gang leader. Yeah.
0: Before everything turns purple. Yeah, you're
1: a gang leader. And in the third game, you're the president.
0: Yeah. Or no, the fourth game. Fourth game, you're the president. president. Third Thank game. You have Third game, everything's purple. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all purple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Saints Row uh, is going to get a movie, perhaps, as the fate of the Furious director F. Gary Gray, also director of Straight Outta Compton, yep. was tapped to direct... A film version of the Saints Row series, uh, which is currently in the early planning stages. Greg Russo, uh, who you know, uh, who wrote the movie reboots of Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil, will be scripting this film. Mm-hmm. Um, "Quote: We don't have any details as to the story of the movie version." of the Saints Row games, or which characters we will focus on. But, with uh, Gray's experience directing action films, he seems like an ideal fit. Uh, This is, of course, because Fate of the Furious is the 2017 installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and it made a lot of money. Yeah, I think this is a
1: good uh, tonal uh, fit for him. I mean, there are some... There's some crossover with the kind of things depicted in Straight Outta Compton and the Street and the Saints Row games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's some content there that would make sense. It's not
0: the worst decision. No, no it's a pretty good fit. It's a it's a pretty decent fit. Of
1: course, you know what we always have to say with movie adaptations of video games that who knows if this is actually going to happen? This is so far out that no one knows if this will actually be a movie.
0: Well, there is some good news as the Sony decided to give Alicia Vikander another go at Tomb Raider as that sequel okay. is greenlit. That's good. So, there may be hope yet, but lest we forget, there's also the Assassin's Creed film that came oh, out.
1: boy, yeah. No one cared.
0: Yep. Alright. Right. All right. What
1: else in video games?
0: Alright, and that brings us to the last story, Riot Games. Yes. Uh, As League of Legends developer Riot Games held talks with some of its employees on Monday after a a Kotaku report claimed they were planning a walkout Mm -hmm. over the company's attempt to end two lawsuits against it via forced arbitration. Uh, Kotaku published a lengthy detailed report on alleged cases of sexism and misconduct at the studio in August of 2018, which we covered... Yes. Uh, Some current and former employees filed lawsuits shortly after for alleged gender discrimination, harassment, and violation of the California Equal Pay Act.
1: So, yeah, the original story uh, that we talked about, that was Jason Schreier doing some digging over there uh, for Kotaku. This recent scoop was done by uh, none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick Klepek. Scoopster uh, extraordinaire. Uh, So, yeah, uh, needless to say, this happened.
0: Yep. Well, on Thursday, last Thursday, Riot reportedly filed a motion to force two of those suits into private arbitration. The woman involved in both cases agreed to arbitration clauses written in their contracts when they were hired, uh, according to Riot's attorney. Mm -hmm. Uh, The walkout is reportedly to take place on Monday, May 6th. If, that's a big if, <laughs> the studio continues to seek the arbitration, which, according to an internal document from its employees, may actually be a big deal than, yeah. than what Riot wants to happen.
1: Yeah, this um,
0: it's yeah, complicated. It definitely is. Um, its organizers also want the company to end the practice of forced arbitration by a specific deadline, so yeah. I assume that all these forced arbitrations are written into their contracts yeah. where they signed them.
1: They would have to be in order for them to pull this off, right? So, but it sucks, regardless. It's not like letting these things actually run their course.
0: I wonder if how much of this is actually legal, and if they yeah. just are, if a judge is going to throw out not just these contracts but all employee contracts yeah. due to this clause phrasing that's in it. Well, that brings us to the end. Do you have any thoughts on video games? I'm not playing any new video games this week. So you want to do a quick thought talks.
1: on the new Sonic trailer? It sucks. Moving on! <laughs> I did see a couple of Twitter takes that were like, oh no, this is just the Sonic equivalent of the Mario movie that everybody got in the 90s. But for 2019. Yeah, but for for this audience, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I guess that's right. They deserve something crappy too. Uh, <laughs> now we're even. I don't know. I I don't have any uh, nostalgia for Sonic, so this is, I'm not excited at all for this. This just looks weird and creepy, and Jim Carrey creeps me out
0: normally, so he creeps me out too. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim Carrey reminds me of uh, Gil- Gilgamesh, g- g- gar- gar- Gargantuan, one? Gagachewon? You know what I'm trying to say. Gargamel? Gargamel. (laughs) Yes, he reminds me of Gilgamesh, too.
1: (laughs) Okay, that'll do it for video games. That'll do it for the Media Boat
0: Podcast. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Should we plug away?
1: Yes, let's plug it. This has been the Media Boat Podcast, and if you want to see us live every week, we do our podcast live on YouTube.com. Just search Media Boat Podcast, you'll find our channel, We go live on Wednesday nights at about 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, Uh, so just tune in around that time. We should go live. If you want notifications on our page, you can click that bell, ding dong, and it'll notify you when we are live. If you want to hear the audio version of our podcast, that is available as well on podcast services uh, through iTunes or any RSS feed-driven podcast machine. Just type in Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. Uh, we're on social media as well at Media Boat Cast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Search Media Boat Podcast. Find our page, like, and comment. You can also find us on uh, patreon.com where you can help us out with money. As little as a dollar a month can make us even better than we are now and help fund new content potentially. So, be our first patron and sign up today. Woo! You can also find us playing video games every once in a blue moon on twitch.tv slash MediaBoat. And that, I think, is it. Oh, yeah, if you want to email us, ask us a question, anything, that's Podcast at gmail.com. Uh,
0: real briefly, yes. um, I have been playing a video game. Or I did play it real briefly. Okay. Um, uh, I noted that Kingdom Hearts got the update for New Game right. Plus yes. and Critical Mode. And that shit is kicking my ass. I bet. Uh, I will definitely be streaming it because okay. uh, when I get the chance to, that thing, uh, Critical Mode, is a beast of a difficulty. I bet. Uh, but yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week Bye-bye. with not a whole hour of uh, Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have uh, more variety next week. All
0: right. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in. See you next week. Bye.